0: Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Rush, your host, and this is episode number 184. Thanks so much for joining. Today, I am talking about increasing creative problem solving within your team. And if you haven't met me yet, I'm an author, speaker, and HR team performance pro for over 30 years and CEO of Focus 4 Coaching for over 16. We help leaders who want to make their bigger, bolder impact build high-performing teams with simple, actionable leadership, communication, and selection strategies. So this is a really important topic, like I said, because I often hear from leaders who are frustrated about a team's lack of creative problem-solving. I hear, why does everyone come to me with every issue? Well, the good news or the bad, depending on how you look at it, leaders have the power. To up a team's problem-solving game. Like other areas in our lives, we give clues for what we expect from others. And without intending it, leaders often teach teams to relegate all of the problem-solving to leaders. So, the good news is it's a simple shift. You need to better define where employees have authority to make decisions individually or as a team. Get specific Document it and communicate as the new expectation, and it's a great first step. So what topics, what level of decision? When talking about autonomy, I like to use the visual of a sandbox. The edges provide the boundaries, and then within the sandbox, an employee has freedom to play or be creative, acting towards specific and defined goals, or solving problems. So how big is an employee's sandbox? How big is it right now if you stop and take a moment to think about it? And how big would you like it to be? How about a leader sandbox if you have leaders reporting to you as well? Does it ever extend beyond their own department? If leaders work together in a sandbox, how large does it become then? So an illustration of what I'm talking about is easiest when I talk about expenditures. So what size purchase can an employee make without authorization from others? You know, it's just... more concrete when we're talking about money. So again, think in terms of a sandbox and the money is the boundaries. So an administrative level employee, you know, like a clerical, maybe they'll be authorized to sign a parking pass or sign for food for an event. So autonomy in specific circumstances or, you know, a maybe lower level amount you know, enough to purchase flowers for a meeting, things like that. Now, a director or a VP, on the other hand, will have autonomy over a certain amount with less specificity about the circumstance. For example, maybe you'll assign criteria, or already have this, that they're allowed to authorize payment of an invoice up to 3000 or 10000 At Zappos, for instance, a customer service employee has complete creative freedom so their sandbox, to solve a customer issue or fulfill a request up to a specified dollar amount. It's either $100 or $150. So there's the the size of their sandbox. They get to make Choices, freedom to decide what happens, how they use that $100. So it's important to create similar definitions for other types of decision making authority. It gets a little bit harder, you know, other things aren't as concrete, but where does your team have freedom to decide and act without your approval? Again, this is a great time for self reflection because what are the experiences that you've created for them around this? If you haven't specifically defined it, have you been teaching them? To come to you. And the ways this can inadvertently happen is a challenge happens. Maybe someone took Creative License to fix it, and then you were disappointed with the outcome and you shared that with them. Maybe you even said, Hey, check with me first. So what happened is the team learned that if a challenge arises, go to check with the leader first, you are disappointed. So it's an important exercise to do. So again, we can unintentionally create an experience for others where they assume what we would like to see. Uh, Their ultimate goal is to make us happy. So if you're taking a look at your past behavior when people thought about, you know, came up with creative solutions or ideas, or maybe you don't even foster these kinds of exercises, you know, in your team meetings, do you have people bring up challenges and then not do problem solving in the meeting? If... A little quick little flip, little switch that you could do if you haven't been encouraging people to think about problem solving is whenever they bring a challenge, have them include one or two creative solutions or bring it up at a meeting and have everyone practice creative problem solving and then celebrate all the ideas that people come up with. So really start to spark the fire of creative problem solving. And you really want to encourage that creativity, like I said, by celebrating success. And if there are missteps, again, be intentional about the experience that you create for your team around those. So if something doesn't turn out exactly as you would have liked, it goes awry a little bit. You really need to still celebrate the fact that they took initiative and found a creative solution and then use it as an illustration for, hey, Next time, how can we do things a little bit different? But from a place of encouraging and lessons learned and, hey, this is the way we do things. You know, sometimes we have mistakes happen and then we just learn from them and it's okay versus having someone feel like they're in trouble. So missteps are an opportunity for a tweak and food for thought for next time, but no negative consequences that would ignite fear and the entire team for taking creative action in the future. So the goal is to take a look at how you're overtly defining autonomy. So communicating it, documenting it, where are there opportunities for them to have license, freedom to act. Encourage creative problem solving and generate a culture that celebrates it. And you'll have more time for the fun stuff in your business before you know it. I'm Kirsten Ross Fogel. I hope this helps. Thanks so much for joining. And hey, if you haven't already signed up for my seven keys to building your high-performing team with confidence-free masterclass, definitely go grab a spot. Space is limited. Go to defeatthedrama.com forward slash HPT class, which stands for high-performing team class. So it's defeatthedrama.com forward slash HPT class. You can also find the show notes for today along with that link by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab and going to episode 184. You'll find a summary of everything I talked about today. In the meantime, get out there, make your bigger, bolder impact. And thanks so much for all the important work that you're doing in this world.